Come on, bro. You know it only happens out the dark. Hey yo, and we back, son. It's like clockwork. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m., you already know the After Dark crew gonna be here. Like I said, it's After Dark podcast where we debate topics that are none of our business. Yeah, we're some chatty patties. We gonna get to it, son. It's your boy Mike. We got Big Stir in the building. How you doing, Stir? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. I could always be better. Could always be worse. But I had a, a super eventful week the past this past weekend, and uh, even over the the past couple days, even over yesterday and today, been pretty eventful just in terms of things going on in my life, good and bad. So we're just rolling with the punches. Excited to started to talk a little bit more about what's going on in the world and keep y'all entertained and let's uh, get get things rolling. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so we got a full thing today, but, you know, before that, you know, we've been receiving a lot of love. We appreciate you guys for watching. Um, you know, we're looking to grow, so if you can like and subscribe, you know, it's free. It doesn't hurt anything. Just go to the YouTube page and check us out. If you're, for the audio listeners out there, hey, we appreciate the people tuning in. Keep it up, man. We, you know, we really appreciate it a lot. But we got a full doc today. A lot of stuff went down, and I, you know we love when a lot of stuff is going down, but <laughs> we're going to go ahead and roll right into it, because Sterling, I know you saw it, and I'm pretty sure all y'all out there saw it too. Love is Blind, season four, the new season is out now. Five episodes, they blessed us with five episodes, and trust me, there was a lot going on in all five of them, some crazy stuff, a lot of drama, a lot of snakes, and a lot of, you know, people that just made my skin crawl, to be honest, uh, but, you know, Sterling, what's, what's your first review on it? What were your first topics? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, uh, um, I think... First, coming into the you know first episode, obviously, and in the first, I think it's the first two or three episodes you get you start getting introduced because like within the first episode they won't introduce you to everyone that's going to end up being like engaged and stuff. Um, but what I noticed is they went for a much older like crowd this time. Like they didn't mix it. They didn't mix it up a crap load where they had like twenty four year olds and they had like a bunch of like they had somebody in their thirties. It was like a very good even mix of like I think the eldest person um was 36 and then the youngest that ended up getting engaged for those i'm sorry spoilers for the for the ones that were getting engaged was like 26 so i mean they kept it very in a, in a healthy balance there i will say some of the casting nick lachey he knows what he's doing because uh he got some drama he got some folks in there that are uh Definitely some people that cause some drama online and keep them up on up to date on all that stuff. But I've enjoyed it for so far. I mean, I wanted to see your thoughts on it too, Mike. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is, this was my first season that I've ever watched of Love is Blind. Uh, I never gave it a chance. And then I saw it up here. I didn't have much to watch. And I was like, let me tune it in. And, you know, just like you were telling me before we started rolling here, I watched all five episodes in a row. Like I was locked in down packed and let me tell you some of these people are weird just some of the off the top of my head Irina son Irina is too much man she make me want to throw up yo I'm sorry all girls are beautiful in their own way <laughs> psych she is busted son she was making her personality man was just way too much for me she over here laughing at chicks crying for no type of reason knowing damn well she over here stealing a man when 
Zach should have picked. <laughs> Zach should not have picked her, man. I don't know how he couldn't see through it. He's a criminal attorney, dude. Come on, man. You're supposed to know like the bad ones from the good ones. But, you know, off of first rip, Irina really just did not rub off on me the right way. I, I don't know what it was, but I wasn't really messing with her. Yeah, so, I mean, what I did, you know, just to keep myself, because I watched it on Saturday, I think, or I might have watched it on Friday going into Saturday, whatever it was. I genuinely, like, first things first, right? Like, I want to go and highlight the fact that I think that um, a couple of these uh, ladies, like, got the ones that some of them that didn't get chosen, like, for the guy they wanted to go with. There were some really nice girls in there. Obviously, didn't give them a ton of camera time. There were some really nice girls. Um, and there were some really nice guys that didn't get it, ended up getting engaged. And like I said, spoilers all the way up. Sorry if you guys haven't watched it. I apologize. This is just what's about to happen. Yeah, it's a um, big spoiler. So y'all just like, honestly, what y'all doing? Y'all sleeping, son. Go ahead and watch that stuff. We, Because we're going to talk about it. The next one, the next three drop, we're going to talk about that too. So pre-spoiler on that as yeah. well. It's easy, easy, easy. But no, I wanted to like hit on Irina as well. Like not obviously not hit on her, but <laughs> I hit hope on not. Piece. <laughs> no, no. So I mean, look, man. Like like Mike said, I mean, everyone's beautiful in their own right. That's a hundred percent. Every woman is genuinely every person. But the thing is, is that when I I I got it off rip the first episode when some girl comes in crying, she's upset or she's super happy and she's like laughing like behind with her friend Micah. And I'm sorry, Micah, you ain't you ain't all that either. I'm sorry, honey. Like, I don't know who told you you were the shit. I didn't tell you. And apparently my man Kwame was, Kwame was telling her. That's who was telling her. Kwame. Kwame the hotel. Kwame. And oh Paul. My, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. And the thing is, is, like, without me bouncing too much here, like, you got, like, Micah, for example, was between Paul and Kwame. Right? Paul is a weird-ass motherfucker. He's so weird. He is one of the weirdest people I've ever like seen, just in general. He's, he's just weird, he moves weird. He's just analytical. He's a logic kind of nerdy person. But you know, I mean, I get yeah. what you're saying by he's weird. But there's people out there like that. I feel like he's a genuine soul, but he he's just not the most suave type of dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude. And then you got Kwame, who like. Seems like a really good guy. Like, at first, I was like, okay, like, and, you know, I'm a brother. Like, I'm rooting for the brothers, you know, always getting, you know, uh, what makes them happy, what they what they want. But then I'm, like, sitting here, and I'm like, bro, this man, he got two really nice girls, it seems like. Well, personally, I love Chelsea over Micah just because I think she's the, she's the one that's down for him versus Micah because Micah seems like the one that's just kind of, like, there and given a chance that she likes making trouble because her and Irina just work together, <laughs> making trouble together. And that just, that's like one of those things where like, no matter for, from a guy's perspective, for all the ladies listening out there, you know, from a guy's perspective, that, that will literally make you an unattractive individual. You could be the prettiest girl in the world and that will make you unattractive to us because it's like, you don't even like, you ain't even a caring person. You just like, nah, screw that girl's feeling. I'm taking her, man. And I'm literally getting it right now. Yeah, well, why does Kwame feel like he's on Love Island or something like that? I feel like he didn't understand the, the script. Like, you on Love is Blind, and he over here jumping back and forth. Like like you said, I thought Chelsea was uh, a good – I would personally pick Chelsea. I, For me, I think that, like, just based off of attraction and, you know, the chemistry, I feel like Kwame and Micah should have paired up originally. I feel like 
that they're just probably more in tune with each other. And Chelsea was just a solid backup choice for Kwame, but she would have been most guys, you know, original first choice. She would have been my original first choice, but I thought they were a little better together. Um, I agree with you on the Paul situation. I don't know. It really kind of took me by surprise. I don't know why Michael went for Paul. I'm kind of thinking that she felt like Kwame will always be there. And maybe the whole like proposing to her off the bat kind of like threw her off and made her go to Paul because, you know, that'll that'll turn a girl off if you're too quick with it. If you give it up too quickly and, you know, Kwame was giving it up, bro. Like, I don't don't know. He was giving it anything you wanted. He was giving it to you, girl. He had it. (laughs) And so, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the the whole Micah thing, the whole thing that's messed up now, because like, if for y'all that don't know and haven't watched it, sorry, you, we're getting spoiled for you. But honestly, we're doing you a favor watching the first five. You can watch them back whenever you want. But like, obviously, in the in the pods, you don't know what anybody looks like, hundred percent. Like it's cool, it's a hundred percent emotional compatibility, which I think is the coolest thing about Love Is Blind. Like it literally, I believe. Like I haven't even done it. I could, I believe that I could, I would be able to fall in love with somebody. I don't know if I want to marry him. Like off rap. Yeah, yeah. That's that's OD. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least build a like a deep connection. I don't know about falling in love. I because my love is definitely not blind. (laughs) I I see. I eat my food with my eyes first. (laughs) Let's put it that way. (laughs) Nobody's love is completely blind. Unfortunately, Um, that's just the way the world works. And we wish it was, but it's just not how it goes. But I will say is that like being in the pods, knowing I knew from my perspective, I knew for a fact, whenever like Kwame obviously saw Chelsea after he had proposed to her, which is super dope, super dope. I thought they had good energy. He was complimenting her a lot. She's obviously, they both seem attracted to, to each other. But then, you know, you have, you go on the couples retreat, you go out there to Dagon, Mexico, and you get to see some of the people you were having conversations with and deep conversation with. And from my opinion, I think that Kwame thinks Micah is a more attractive female. And I think that is what's leading him, not even just the chemistry, but the physical chemistry is a lot stronger. And I think that they are just meshing that way on top of their emotional connection. And that's what's causing issues. Well, and if you, oh yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. No, but what I was going to say is, is that I think it's up because i think a chelsea is a more mature woman in terms of what she wants and kwame is 33 bro like the dog like dog you don't have time to continue to play games like you don't have time for it like you need to figure out somebody that wants you and wants you for you like this girl has literally specifically said i want you for you like she wants you for you straight up and i don't know some but, people just ain't got their, their brains in, in the right place here's the thing though like uh one thing that i know that um I remember reading a while back ago, there's a statistic out there that most relationships work out better if the guy uh, likes a girl more than the girl likes him. And, you know, the if you look at Kwame, the whole triangle with Micah and Chelsea, it's very clear that Micah's the one that's got Kwame with his, like, oh, his tail's wagging, he wants to go over there, and Chelsea's kind of already yeah. given it up, and you can kind of see with that, I remember you were talking about how their initial reaction to seeing each other, you can see how Chelsea was really just like holding on to him, and Kwame, if you kind of pay attention, I'm all about body language, he wasn't really holding on that tight, he was kind of like, it was a very loose hug, but Chelsea was grabbing onto his shoulders, like really tight, and you know, rubbing and feeling, and making sure that she like, embraced him in a type of way that you know was just like oh my god i couldn't wait to see you 
And although I'm pretty sure Kwame was very pleased with what he saw with Chelsea, I still think in the back of his mind, he was just like, you're not Micah. (laughs) And, uh, and like, when you really think about it too, I got a, I got one thing that I really want every single person that's going to go on love is blind. You know, this is for, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for everybody out there. Quit with the damn songs, yo. None of y'all make good songs. I mean, Kwame, like, his was the best, but quit that shit, bro. That shit is not cool. She is not feeling it, bro. (laughs) Zach's song was, I I literally skipped through Zach's song, dude. I was cringing so hard. So hard, bro. But I'm telling you, bro, like that's that shit actually pisses me off. I would never. I don't care how in love I was with a girl, like in a pod. Well, come on, G. You know, and then like speaking of people seeing each other when they first first saw each other, Zach and Irina's interaction when they first saw each other was just absolutely priceless, man. She told this man that he looks like a cartoon, like. Bro, I would have walked my ass right back through them doors as soon as she says some wild mess like that. Wouldn't give my man a kiss. We just kept laughing and giggling. She said, "Can we?" She said, "Can we sit down?" I'm like, "What you? What you want to sit down for?" Nobody else asked to sit down. She was. She couldn't even. She wasn't feeling him so much. She couldn't even stand. To just be there in that second, she like, let me sit down because I can't handle what I just did right there. Nah, man, and like the problem I have is like, and I want to like, and I don't want to like, we are moving in the direction away from the uh, Kwame and Chelsea and their Micah that whole situation because I definitely think it's like a that is definitely the storyline right now. I oh yeah, talk about a couple that I absolutely uh, adore, Black Love, the purest of Black Love I've probably seen in a long time, aside from my own parents, right? Like. Bro, like, I don't know if Tiffany and Brett are acting for the camera. Nah. That's real. Like, that's, that's real, son. That's real. Like, the way I can, the way they interact, I, I like, I get, like, butterflies fucking, like, watching it. Like, I'm like, damn, like, that's love. love. That's like, the real thing. That's interact. what Kwame was singing about, which he thought him and Chelsea had, but nah. Brett. <laughs> You ain't got like that, no, they got the real thing, son. That shit, they just look so yeah. good together. They're always happy. Like everything's working out perfectly. You could tell that he don't even relate to Kwame when they're speaking to each other. Kwame's always talking about two chicks and he's always like, you know, I'm happy with Chelsea, but Micah, man, and blah, blah, blah. And you can just see he's like, bro, you out here tripping, son. I'm out here happy. I'm living good. I'm eating good fruits. He he had a handful of that thick old booty, too. I was like, damn, bro, life is good for my man, yo. Life is Nike good. Nike director. Nike, bro. Nike. Yeah. I mean, I root for them and I hope in the real world, I hope all this, the, the best for them. Out of all the couples, I don't give a fuck what happens to none of them except for them. Honestly. I'm oh yeah. Under with you. Like I want I want all my brothers to be able to succeed in whatever they're looking at, but like I'm just looking at it from the outside looking in and like that needs to work out because I don't know if that don't work out, I don't know what what that means none of these motherfuckers get married. <laughs> and if they get married, that shit ain't lasting more than a minute. No. But like they like that shit is so perfect. They're the closest in age. Like they're literally 35 and 36 within the show. I think they're 36 and 37 now because it's after filming and shit. But I like absolutely adore them. But let me talk. Let's let's talk about this man Zach. Like we brought it up earlier. Like get he was choosing it. between 
between Irina, who is what twenty six, right? Yeah, that. yeah. Business owner, twenty five. I think she's young. Never. I never business owner. What I think of a business owner, and this ain't no hate. This ain't no hate, ladies. I think she might be doing OF to be a hundred percent. No, she's not. She's not. <laughs> she's no, no, not. No, I'm, like, you no, she's not though. I don't. Okay. Either way, <laughs> she's a business owner, right? And then you got, <laughs> and you got Bliss, just senior program manager. This man is a criminal defense lawyer, bro. He has. Like, that is a legit, legit, legit job. And I ain't, I'm not hating on any business owners because my dad's a business owner. There's a lot of business owners out there. There's people that are business owners that are watching this. But, like, this woman's 33. She got her life together. She can figure this stuff out. But the thing is, it's the way their conversations were was deeper. And he said he got turned off the fact that she got jealous or got, a, like, was her and uh, Irina got catty, essentially, with each other. Like, she didn't like Irina or said that Irina, she didn't think Irina was. She crazy. was warning my bro. Like, bro. She was literally warning him. And she didn't like it. But, like, he told her, she told him, like, you don't see him or her in, uh, the, like, outside of the pod. Like, you don't hear any, like, you don't see how she interacts. Like, I see it. And I, I mean, Bliss is a beautiful girl. Like, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't know, like, this man, I I don't know, bro. I I don't know, because I know they clip, they cut stuff out. There's different, there's all types of stuff that could have been talked about between Irina and Zach, just like Bliss and zach but bro like you missed it and at the end of that episode though the, the last episode they did they did lead on because he did meet up with bliss after Irina and him like separated because she really put this man back on a plane that quick in like two and a half days bro so, i'm just saying bliss literally put him on blast and let him know exactly what was good she was like this is a test of your ability to find out and seek out good character literally foreshadowed exactly what was happening and he took offense to that and i'm like dude i don't know if maybe like the fact that we could see them and we could see what's happening backstage like added to it so i'm not sure if like i was just speaking to a voice if i would have been able to decipher but i just feel like the like the love and how sweet bliss was and how good of a person she was should have came through in those conversations as way more genuine than Irina's conversation. I feel like to me, Irina gives like ugh, the mean girl vibes. I don't really be messing with those type of chicks. And mean girl vibes ain't it. I'm it's just, just like, not I'm it. Sorry for, I'm sorry for any girls out there that might have been rooting for Irina. I don't like her, not one bit. Nobody was rooting like for Irina. And if you were, I do not feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Like, not one bit. Like, and let me hit on something here because love i think zach's backstory is crazy like right like obviously his mom being a stripper and that's why he opened up i thought that was really unique like he you know says that and he's like tells him about his story opens up really quick lets people know who he is which i appreciated uh i would appreciate that if i was on the you know a woman other than the are you a stripper questions were kind (laughs) of yeah i don't know where he was going yeah but But, and like i want to hit on an odd couple but i think they'll end up working out in the long long run I don't think they'll end up being getting married off the rip, but I think they'll work out. Jackie and Marshall, right? This girl, Jackie, is a head case. I'm just gonna go and let it let it be known. Not a head case in one of those crazy. I'm not trying to make fun of crazy people or people that like having. We're not on no Amanda Bynes type shit. If y'all watch the last episode, um, but <laughs> I I think that girl has a lot of stuff she's got to figure out, and that man Marshall is probably one of the most patient individuals that we can see on camera that I've seen in a long time with people like that. That's all. 
thing to do when somebody's like crying and has all this stuff and you have no idea what she's talking about at all you just met this girl a week two weeks ago like bro we ain't even that deep like it ain't even like that right now let's just have fun bro crying out of nowhere and don't even want to be talking to my man like he ain't do nothing wrong he just like literally he's like hey I'm, i got you like that's all i would want to hear if i was like if i was like that as a guy and a, my girl said that to me and this i would hope this the same vice versa you know like but i, I, I really like Dude, I kind of have to disagree. I feel like Marshall is just like, he's too soft and he's just giving up way too many emotions off the rip, son. I think that like for all the guys out there, it is nothing wrong with showing your emotions, but to give the amount of emotion that Marshall has off the rip. Yeah, she's going to say she likes that at first, but that will always be weaponized at some point, man always be weaponized i think he's giving it up and um you know in the previews they were saying something about how he wasn't like man enough or something i don't know what was going on but yeah. uh but dude i just think that you know man he's just kind of gonna he's just crying all the time he's soft and i appreciate it he's a good guy he's got a big heart i love that like that's that's awesome kudos to him and you can see that he actually cares but i'm just like there's a part where it's like dude you know She's over here. She's obviously not mentally stable, too. She's going to need a rock, son. And y'all both can't be crying 24-7. Like, somebody's got to be the rock. And clearly, it's not going to be her. So, Marshall's going to have to make that transition to be a more stable, more emotionally stable rock for her. Or I just don't see them panning out. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wish the best for him because I think he's a I think he's like you said I think he's a great guy. Like I really genuinely think he is an awesome awesome guy. But like you said, I mean, with somebody like that that is a little bit emotionally unstable, doesn't really know what's going on, like, and she's got all this stuff that you don't even know about, and you're kind of like having to get around it. Like it is a bit difficult um, to handle. So I like from my perspective want to make sure like I've got my point across where I was like, hey, like I I'm rooting for him. I hope it works out. But I mean. I do agree with you to some degree. I can see it being very hard for it to work out if it doesn't like things don't change. But um, overall thoughts um, and even some previews, like, I mean, even some ideas of like what I think is going to happen next. Um, look at the couples here, right? Like off the, the five couples that ended up going to paradise together or didn't all stay immediately within the first five episodes. <laughs> but you got like Tiffany and Brett. We already spoke about them. Absolutely love them. We got Micah. And um, Paul, weird motherfuckers. Uh, Jackie and Marshall, who we just spoke about. Irina and Zach, or you mean Irina and then Zach. Uh, <laughs> and then Chelsea and Palmer. You got four of these couples still in paradise together. And then, so what we saw, like I said, at the end of the last episode, or in one of the episodes, I believe it was the last episode before we went to wait for the next five. Uh, Zach, go meet up with Bliss. What I'm hoping is, is this man had is needs groveling for this woman because she's a piece and he needs to he needs to like apologize hard and let it be known that like i messed up secondly i have a prediction that kwame is going to get rid of chelsea and uh, try to pursue micah in while they're out there and that's going to cause them to leave and the only people that are going to actually even make it to the even gonna make it to the altar to the altar are going to be Micah and Paul because they're going to still go through with it because Micah is, a, is on TV because she wants to be on TV. Tiffany and Brett, and then Jackie and Marshall will still make it to the altar. They ain't going to make it either, but you know, or they won't. You think Micah and Paul are going to make it? Micah switching no, up. Gonna, 
No, they're gonna make it to the they're gonna make it to the altar. She just gonna say no. That's what's gonna happen. Like she just gonna say no. That's you don't think she's gonna, gonna switch up on with Kwame? No. Nah. Nah, she's switching, bro. I think I think I think she she specifically said that like she started like she was talking about how she started to like Paul more. Like, and I was like, oh, she's just doing that for TV. And that's what I believe. I genuinely believe she knows she doesn't want to seem like a villain. So she ain't going to do it because her true feelings are probably with Kwame, but she ain't trying to look a complete asshole until the altar. That's no. how I'm seeing. If Kwame, if a woman says no, okay. okay. If Kwame comes and he says, hey, let's make this happen, I think Micah is all for it. I don't think she cares, bro. If she was, if she didn't care about being like the evil person, her little stunt at the pool, that would have never happened when she was wilding out there and her and Irina were trying to get the shots together and all that kind of stuff. They were wild, that was, son. Hey, they nah, were wilding, son. Hey, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good... I forgot to even talk about... Nah, that shit, that ain't no friendly type shit, bro. See this. I've seen this movie before. But that's hey. my predictions. I don't know if you have anything different from me, but... No. Nah, so... I mean, kind of going off of that, when you understand that, like, Love is Blonde is a huge thing. We'll talk about it more on the next pod, um, get you guys caught up, everything like that. So let's kind of talk about a, a pretty big topic that happened over the past past week or so here. Um, and you guys all know Creed. And if you haven't watched it, like, haven't heard of the new movie or, you know, Jonathan Majors, you guys are probably living under a rock. But this man, Jonathan Majors, was apparently arrested in or he was arrested in New York on charges of strangula strangulation, excuse me, assault and harassment for allegedly assaulting like a, another woman. But um, later, that that same woman recanted her statement saying that that didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. So the question we have, you know, for you guys, and obviously we'll talk about it between us, but like, what's really going on here? Like, how does that even happen? Um, and just want to see your thoughts first, Mike, and kind of like go from there. Yeah, so it's really kind of a odd situation, and you know, obviously it came out of nowhere. You don't ever expect this kind of news to come out, but you know, there was a lot of weird things about it. Now, I think it's important to say that when the police reports came in. They did uh, say that there were marks around her neck. So there was some sort of altercation that, you know, made marks around her neck. We don't know what the content of the story was or how it came about, but there were marks. Another interesting piece of that story is that Jonathan Majors called the cops. So, you know, that kind of adds to another, you know, kind of layer to this. Like, why is he calling the cops? Uh, if he was strangling her, was he guilty? Uh, was there more involved where she was kind of, you know, and I, uh, there were said that it was a dispute as well. Uh, and right after it came out, the lawyer, obviously, he's going to say that Jonathan Majors was innocent, that they had video evidence that showed that he was innocent and eyewitnesses. So, you know, it's a really strange and for people out there who are, you know, there's a lot of people pinning their opinions on it, which we're clearly going to do. But, um, you know, with caution, because there's a lot of moving parts to this story and I'm sure more will come out in the future and more does come out. We'll obviously hit it, but you know, yeah. just so many ways that this story can take place and a lot on the line too, just in terms of, you know, careers. I mean, uh, you know, what, what, what were your first thoughts when you heard about it? Did anything stand out to you across for that? 
No, I mean, like, in terms of, like, Jonathan Majors, obviously he's, like, one of the biggest movie stars right now, uh, being that he acted with Michael B. I mean, if you work with Michael B., you already know that you're, you know, you're, you're on a way to go to somewhere up pretty quickly. And, I mean, kind of seeing, like, what's going on, like, with the real world. Because this happens, like, and the weird thing, like you said, Mike, is that he called the cops. And then I, it's, I, I look, if I actually did it, Ain't no way I'm calling the cops. Nah. I'm, I mean, <laughs> even if I'm even if I'm trying to be smart and like, oh, why would he call the cops if he actually did it? That's like, no. I know I know me, and I'm not gonna call the cops. But either way, and then she later recants her statement. First off, let's talk let's talk about this in the past, right? This has happened with actors, athletes, etc. Successful, particularly men of color, but successful men and men men out there where women have allegedly like put allegations out there, people start to think differently of them, and then it can literally, like you said, ruin a career. He is on the up. Even if proven innocent. Even if proven completely innocent, they can literally have a video showing it's completely, like completely different. People are still gonna be like, no, he's st- he probably still did something. And you wanna know what literally. the disgusting part about it is too? Is it's almost like people are so excited to pin it on him, like everyone's over here they're you know uh his, his career is over this is the end of jonathan majors it's like whoa 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 we don't have anything of substance yet can we slow it down but everyone's so quick and that's the part that really ruins it because once that gets stuck in there once that headline's out there and you know the headline's always going to put some sauce on it too once that's out there people are already looking at you like you know you did it and they can't get that out of your mind no matter what it is that you can't and you know i understand that there's a a lot of forces at b and you know maybe he did do it you know there's a lot of moving parts but just how quickly everybody wants to pin it on him it's just kind of crazy yeah i mean uh for me like if i was in that situation i know like and and if being and especially if my like and my parents are still alive if i was in that situation right now and that same thing happened to me and maybe i did maybe i did put my hands on her but maybe it wasn't like strangulation never nothing like that and she comes out like and i call the cops and i do all this stuff i already know like my dad first off is gonna be like sitting here like first off who, why the hell are you messing with this woman that's first two it's like why is she recanting her statement because now it's like some foul play involved like i'm not saying that he did it i don't i don't think he did to that extent Let's just say that. I'm not going to say there was probably there wasn't something involved, but I'm not saying he, he's sitting here straight. He's a big man. Like, he's a <laughs> big man. Like, if he strangled any of us, it would only take less than probably 10, 10 15 seconds, and you're gone, my G. Like, it ain't, gone, it ain't so. even trying to play around. And you know exactly. he'd be hooked up on all the roids, too. They got my man taking every type of supplement he can find and get his hands on. So exactly. my dude is going crazy. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, now I'm thinking about it is like this is like like I said earlier, this has happened with a multitude of athletes, successful men and women, men out there specifically, like I said, where women are using whatever they got to say to get some clout on their end. And even if it did or didn't happen, I'm not saying she's lying or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But you got like, ladies, if you are thinking about this, if you're in a position to possibly ruin someone's career. Let's think about it and re- really see, like, it, did they actually even do it? Or are you just using it for clout? Like, let's, let's just really ask ourselves that. Because I wouldn't do that to nobody, even if I absolutely hated their guts. I wouldn't even do it. Nah, it's messed up. But we, we also have to, be, we have to be fair um, when doing these things and look at both sides. And, you know, where my mind kind of goes if, let's say, Jonathan Majors did do it 
in her recanting her statement is, you know, Jonathan Majors is tied to so much big money. He is tied to the Marvel series for five years. Obviously, biggest movie in box office, Creed 3 right now. He's a main character in that. And he's being casted everywhere. And he's, you know, he's the new token black actor. We only get one male token black actor at a time. Chadwick Boseman went away. Unfortunately, rest in peace. I love Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you know, Denzel had his time, but he's getting old. But now it's Jonathan Major's turn. And, you know, with everything already pinned up, everything's already signed, they've already built the Marvel built the whole storyline around him being the most powerful villain that we've seen yet to date, right? If he were to do that, my mind could go to scenarios where that money in play had a lot to do with her recanting that statement so quickly. I could see a future, I could see a, a path where, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you're going to get this little hush-hush money. You're going to recant that statement. I could see, a, like, because there's a lot of people on the line. That's a lot that you have to switch over and do there. So uh, it could be kind of crazy if not. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and to put it in a bit more perspective, too, I know that, like, People are probably like, oh, they're talking about conspiracy. Like, I'm not, we're not necessarily talking about a conspiracy. Like, we know this stuff happens. This isn't just like movie stuff. Like, there's reasons why these actors and artists out here have women sign NDAs when they have, when they have uh, uh, any type of, any type of sexual contact with them. any contact period, actually, uh, with them. There's reasons that these labels have them doing this type of stuff so they cover their butts. Like, there's, there is some reason that woman recanted her statement. It may be. Because she maybe thought what she said was completely wrong and she was wrong for doing it. And maybe because somebody said, hey, honey, look, you do this. We can ruin your life type thing. Because Marvel, like you said, being the biggest movie franchise, like really like ever um, in terms of what they've done in the comics and now movies, especially. They could ruin somebody's life without at, at, literally like Thanos, like literally like Thanos and gone. I mean, gone. it's like nothing. Like you, oh, you had a career gone. You had you had a family. Oh, go ahead and kiss that goodbye too. Like we will, we will take everything from you. And I'm not talking about no Illuminati, none of that stuff. But you guys can think what you think, interpret how you want to interpret it. I just think it's unfair because this happens so often to men specifically, but women too, where people go and say stuff when you're at the height of where you're going to be, or you're still trying to reach your apex. And I'm tired of it. If it didn't happen, didn't happen. I'm looking at it from both sides, though. Like, if it did happen, girl, put it out there. Like, it's just what it is. Like, that's what happened. But don't go out there and recant your statement because then you lose credibility. So then, then you just you just looking like a fool, and you're still screwing with his career. So you both lose. So I mean, let's you just know. like from all my people. All my people out there that are going to be in that position maybe one day, or all my people that are already in that position now that end up listening to this, look, choose who you surround yourself with wisely because men and women are conniving when it comes to what your status is. It is point blank, period. Oh, yeah. 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. We don't know exactly what happened, but we do know for sure that something went down. You know, there was marks on her neck. So something went down. What happened before that prior? We're not sure. We're not the we're not trial and jury here. We're just giving you the information that's out there now and kind of our thoughts on it. And that's what we do here. So, you know, we want to um, make sure we handle that topic gingerly 
uh, not jump to conclusions. So we make sure we give you the points of views on both sides. That's what we do here on After Dark. You heard me? Yeah. So, I mean, like, look, I mean, look, enough about Jonathan Majors. Wish the best for, you know, I, I, I just want, you know, I want the truth for everybody, right? Want the truth for everybody. Speaking of the truth, speak, speaking of people that got all types of stuff behind their name over the past five, six years since their come up, since their downfall, Mr. 6ix9ine, man. Uh, so if y'all didn't hear, you guys must have literally been under a rock. Like you had to have, like not even open your phone for a couple of weeks. This man 6ix9ine got jumped at LA Fitness. <laughs> oh my god, bro. That money is drying up. Why are you at LA Fitness, my dog? Exactly. First off, you should have a private you should have a personal <laughs> trainer already. We know I know I would if I had that money. Yeah. Um so the this man got jumped to LA Fitness. We already know, like LA Fitness is a public uh, gym. If you guys didn't know, um, and anybody can go in there as long as you have a membership or you're a guest of somebody that does. Um, but like reasoning behind him getting jumped, a lot of different conspiracies on why he was getting jumped at that particular place at that particular time. But the question I have for you, Mike, and obviously the folks that are going to be listening and watching to this is, is this the end of troll culture? Cause we know six, nine is six, nine is the guy that be talking crazy and be talking nonsense. Cause he's saying he, cause he's a known snitch, but I mean, just we're looking at it now for into, into the future. Is this the end of these people? Like some people like six, six, nine getting away with that stuff. And are people trying to put it into it right now? Six nine man, let me let me let me just talk to you real quick, son. <clears throat> you know you got no business, no business at all at a LA fitness public gym. And for them to know that you out there, son, you didn't just pop in, oh, I'm I'm just nearby one. Let me pop in and get me a little pump. Now nah, my dog had to been in there. He had to been routine. I feel like it's like the Latin cartel. I think it came out it was the Latin cartel that came in there and put hands on him. You know, Latin cartel just ain't at LA Fitness just getting regular pumps in, yo. <laughs> they they had to know he was out there. And for me, oh God, I I don't think it's the end of troll culture. I think troll culture is too big. Um, people are making a name off themselves, and you know the hunger to you know have your name out there will always supersede the co consequences that comes with it. But I just hope that it kind of opens people's eyes to, you know, this ain't a game, son. You know, the you're not playing with, you know, little uh, balloons and stuff like that. You're playing with fire, son. This is not a game. And 6 9 really got it to him. And I know a lot of people at first thought that, you know, this could be staged. Maybe we're getting new music. It's a rollout. We wouldn't have put it past 6 9 Then we got other angles. <laughs> My brother, he had his ribs stumped in. You know, his ribs might be broken, son. <laughs> I know that shit. I could tell by how he was squinching. He had his legs all up in the air and whatnot. That was real. That was let real. Me, My man me, was let getting. Me go, let me go. Let me go ahead and say something. Like once again, I I want to go and hit on the point. First off, you know damn well you shouldn't be in no damn LA fitness. You know damn well you on all these podcasts talking all this trash. I got money. I got all this. I got all that. And I'm like, bro, get yourself a personal trainer. Like. I don't know why you're out here at a pub. And if you are going to go to LA Fitness, if you got enough money, rent it out for the hour at two hours you're there. Why are we having like just random people seeing you in the in the shower, in the bathroom? Like you going to just shower in there just casually? Like, oh, that's <laughs> Takashi. We know it's Takashi. Look at his hair. You're looking crazy. Like, secondly, I ain't even mad for him getting jumped. Like the dog, dog has been talking crazy on the internet since crazy. he became a known snitch. 
like literally he and he acts like he's some prophet. Like that's literally what's going on. Like that's the that's what troll troll culture is. It's like you start you start talking nonsense at first, right? You start talking nonsense, you get on this 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 wave, you start getting that clout, then you start feeling like people are like, oh, they believe me now. No, bro, these people didn't believe you. They want to kill you and make you feel scared for your life. Like <laughs> they don't even care. Don't matter if it's the cartel, don't matter if it's the guy I apparently identified at first as a um videographer like video video creator nah look dog like you said if the cartel was pulling up to the gym and like it's a routine they knew you were going to be there and they knew what time to get your ass and they knew how they're going to get you and and it just opens up the floodgates i feel like like i feel like at first uh people were kind of backing off and the main excuse why six nine hadn't got touched because everyone's pissed at the streets like how you just gonna let this rat out there untouched was that he came, he always came with a big posse. I mean, he had massive security guards, like big old six, eight looking dudes. I, th I think his money's running dry. I think that's the reason why he's at a public gym. If you see the bodyguard he had with him, he wanted no smoke, son. No smoke at all. It was just like Jake Paul's bodyguard when Floyd pulled up on him. Yo, y'all got to get some betty, better bodyguards. They're not out here for you, son. And Jake I'm, ain't got no excuse. Let's just, let's just make that. Yeah, happen. he ain't got no excuse. He might, got a, he might got an excuse, but nah, Jake ain't got no excuse. Nah, and like, dude, like you just, I, the money's got to be running dry. Uh, he was in there. He was also in the gym. I got some. You're fit, man. You had a puffer jacket. What you doing in the gym with a puffer jacket? So I know you hot as hell. <laughs> Would you like? He's got like it's a designer puffer jacket on. Like why? <laughs> all about them try to show their clout, and that's the problem, bro. Put your hair up in a bun and put your hair up in a hat, so people don't know you're Takashi Six Nine from a mile away, looking like a goddamn rainbow. Like that's the problem. <laughs> If you think you think people don't don't give a fuck to know who you are, oh, they care. Cause even I don't even like you like that, bro, personally. But if I saw you at him pull up, like, damn, that's that's six nine. I'd be trying to get a little closer look too, cause I would know it's you with that crazy ass hair, like <laughs> a damn fool with a puffer jacket on in Florida in May or in uh, in the, in March. Like, doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, man. What are you doing? You want you making a fool of yourself? You deserve everything that's coming to you. You snitch on the streets. I'm sorry, bro. Like I, I've never been a tattletale. I've never been a snitch. Point blank, period. I let it ride. Like if people gonna have to figure it out, they gonna figure it out. Like you are, you boast about your, you doing this. You get what you deserve, my guy. You get what Just you like deserve. You and Just I'm like a every. Everybody else that you you snitched on should have just got what they deserve too, without you having to sit there and tell them. <laughs> well, look, I'm not I'm not mad at you for being a snitch because you know if you put me on some if you do some street stuff in front of me and they trying to pin me in jail, son, yo, I'm pointing. It was you, you, you. Uh, let me pull out his birth certificate. I googled his birth certificate. I know his full name. His mom named him Jonathan Rogers. Pro Marty, I don't know. It was that guy right there, bro. He had a blue shirt on. I'm pointing you out, son. I'm gonna know your whole fit. Don't don't do no ghetto shit around me, and then try to pin me in the. Wearing a black Nike Tech every Wednesday, you already know. <laughs> he work at the McDonald's up the street. I think he's working today. He just gave me a Big Mac and small fry. I'm letting you know. I'm telling, son. But my beef with him is that even after he snitched, yo, you gotta know that you just. You just rat it, and you're going to have a target on your back. 
Why are you going to people's, you're going to gang members, uh, funeral site. You're talking a bunch of trash. I don't, I just don't see what's the motive there. Why are you putting so much more ammo on you? If I snitch, man, you know, like I said, I'm not doing that time. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not from the hood. I'm from the burbs. So I'm from Clayton, North Carolina, Joko. You hear me? <laughs> I'm not, I'm snitching, bro. It's just how it's going to go. Like I'm not snitching on none of my boys. Like if I did something, if I also, if I did something, I did it with my boys. I'm not snitching, but you know, if I just got caught up in some mess, like I'm gonna have to let them know what happened. It's just, that's just how it's going to go. But I'm also going to walk out here and make sure like, I know that I snitched. So I'm going to be on some quiet stuff. I'm going to be moving. Like I snitched. I'm not going to be moving out here. Like I'm head honcho throwing every shot at every single person I can, bro. Like, I think he was just sipping on some, he was sipping on some juice. I don't know what he was sipping on, but he was way too big headed and got way too comfortable out here in these streets. It was the Frank, it was the crack of Franklin Saint got in it, guys. That's what happened. It's a shout out crack epidemic. Shout out crack like, epidemic. You already know the vibe, but I'm saying <laughs> like, I, I, I love the fact, like, I don't love that somebody got their ass beat, but I do appreciate karma coming around to get somebody. I do appreciate that because that's the way the Lord was, it meant it to be. There's a reason in the courts of the United States, they got a scale that goes like this. It's looking like this because they're just, it's justice, it's justice and injustice. And we're trying to even it out, find the balance and make it, we're trying to have peace. But the, I, I mean, without, like, I don't want to keep just rolling over this, man. Look, like Mike said, I, I agree with him. Like, if I was going to snitch, I'm going to make sure when I get out, I'm low-key. And I'm also going to not, not let my money run dry. Because like Mike said, it looks like your money might be running dry. Because you're out there at a public gym that a regular-ass person can go to. Anybody can go to. I could get a membership on the spot and literally walk up in there like, yeah, my name's, my name's so-and-so uh, Guzman, and I want to work out today. My workout is I'm beating the fuck out of 6'9". Like, that, that is <laughs> that, that, literally... <laughs> and they would, and I guarantee you, if they even if they said that those words, they'd be like, "All right, we're hey, well, that's gonna be one twenty for the month." All right, bet. Like, and literally done, done and dusted. So you deserve what's getting to you. I don't know if you have any more final thoughts on it, Mike. I know that we uh we love six nine and it's dumb antics, <laughs> but I, I I've definitely I've definitely cannot talk enough about it. Um, but. On the same, in the same vein, on a little bit more of a serious note, to some degree here, um, we, you know, obviously we are an inclusive channel. We want everybody to be a part of every, like anything they possibly can. Uh, that's why we're here. We're going to build a community around it. But um, over the past uh, week or so here, uh, the World Athletic Council bans transgender women from competing in female events. Um, so making this, being this, that this happened in the same time that we just had a transgender wo woman or trans transgender man, actually, Jesus, transgender man, shoot up uh, or shoot up, Jesus, I'm so sorry, shoot up the Covenant School out there in Nashville. Um, first, let's talk about the ban on transgender women competing in female events, point blank, period. I want to see your, hear your thoughts on it, Mike, what it means for, obviously, people of that uh, gender and, you know, just overall thoughts on it, man. So here's a thought that I kind of want to put out there and I kind of want to see, um, you know, how you react to it and, you know, maybe you could correct me, but just kind of my thinking on it. <clears throat> I think that as a society, we're so hung up on, you know, being right, one way's right and other ways wrong. 
And, you know, in most cases in life, you know, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. And in a lot of cases, two things could be true at the same time. And we neglect that fact. So for me, I think when it comes to being a transgender in any, whether you're transgender female or transgender male, um, I do believe that you are the wrong sex. You were put in the wrong body for your sex. I believe that. I believe that because you believe that. And who am I to tell you that you're wrong on that front? Um, so because of that, that is why you are a transgender female or male because you were placed in the wrong body. And I wholeheartedly believe you. And I, you know, I know that those anomalies happen and it's a real thing. And I'm here with you for that. And I'm here to recognize you as that. If you are a female, I'm going to recognize you as a female, but I think that can be true. And it can also be true that you are not a biological female. You know, you might've been put in the wrong body and, you know, I'm going to look at you as a female. I'm going to deal with you as a female and treat you like a female, but I can't call you a biological female. You're in a different realm. You, you know, you don't match the criteria on that front. Um, just like, you know, on flagrant podcast, Andrew Schultz made a good comparison, you know, of, um, <clears throat> Well, I just went blank on the comparison, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it because I just went blank. Yeah. I just went blank on it. But I think two, two truths. There can be two truths at the same time, and uh, I wanted to recognize that before I kind of gave my previous thoughts on it, and I'll kind of speed it up real quick so you can go, Sterling. But I have no problems with this, and because I do think that there is something when it comes to being. Uh, a biological female or male when it comes to being a biological male you were born that way even though you might have been placed in the wrong body but you have a male's figure and attributes you have advantages that a biological female just does not have and you know this is a very sticky situation it could be a very gray area and what we're seeing is when we're allowing them to play with the females they're running up the numbers, they're breaking records, you know, they're winning everything. And it's just, it's just, it's foul, bro. It's foul. I mean, oh man, it's just foul. Yo, Stone, you got me laughing, bro. You can't be, you can't be doing that, dog. I'm trying to be serious and you got me out here laughing. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, look, I, I look, Mike, you make a great point, man. And I, I don't, Look, like I said at the beginning of this this segment here, like I, I'm all about inclusiveness. Like, I mean, I agree with you, Michael. Like, there are definitely those occasions where, you know, you just were born in the wrong body. That's 100% happens. Um, but, like, you are not about to come out here. Like, imagine, like I'm just going to put this in perspective for you. Um, in, in, in high school, for example, my little sister, really good soccer player. Shout out, shout out my little sister. Uh, really good soccer player, extremely talented. Um, and... She played, you know, girl soccer, um, and she played it very well. But I know for a fact, I'm not the most skillful guy um, when it comes to, you know, kicking a soccer ball around. But I know daggone well ain't no woman going to push me around on the field. I mean, it's just what it is. Like, just because, like, if I was out there on the field, it's going to be different. It's like we put – everybody makes the same comparison. If I put LeBron James in the WNBA – What's going to happen? All the, 
Like, I mean, y'all know what's going to happen. It's not even us being disrespectful about it. It's, it's, it's literally a fact. The man is 6'8", six, 6'9", six, can jump out the gym. He's, by the way, he's like 39 and can do this. Like, he could do, imagine if he was 18, how he used to be, and could just do whatever he wanted to. Like, that's the reason they, they laid this out in, 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 um, in, 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 in the open like this. Because I'm sorry if you identify as that and you want to play the sport of your identified gender, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate that that's, that's your situation. But that's also, a, that's also a choice that you make at the end of the day to identify as that and to love that sport. And you can still love that sport from the outside. You don't have to play it at a, at a competitive level. And here's, here's something I just thought about. You know, let's say that you became crippled and you're in a wheelchair, right? <clears throat> but before you were in that wheelchair, you were a star athlete on the basketball team. Yes, you might, you know, you're in the wheelchair now. You might want to play with the other guys in the basketball team. But unfortunately, in that situation, you have to play with the other people in the wheelchair. And as unfortunate as it is because it got ripped away from you and it's unfair, it wasn't your choice to be in that wheelchair. It's just what had, it's just, you know, the circumstances of life and that, you know, life's just not fair and we're trying to get it to a more fair place every single day. At least that's the goal. At least that's, you know, my goal and your goal as humans on this earth is try to make the world a fairer place. Um, but it takes time and, you know, it, and it, and it's a growing phenomenon to trans, you know, I, I believe that when we're older, there will be a greater community of transgender females and males, and there'll be enough people to have their own leagues um, and to be able to do things like that, and then it'll be it'll be more fair, more inclusive. But at the time speaking right now, I, I have no problems. I have no issues with it. I can understand how, you know, um, it could be unfair to you and just, you know, very, very upsetting that you have to go through these circumstances. <clears throat> and I feel for you on that front. But we just have to be honest there. It's just un. It's just, you know, you're just at an advantage that these females and you're taking away a lot of glory from, you know, these other females that work really hard and don't have these biological advantages. And, you know, now they're facing people that they uh, usually wouldn't have to face. And it's really just complicating the sport for them as well. So <clears throat> maybe we can find a better way to be more inclusive down the line. But I think right now with where it stands, it was the correct decision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and I like I don't want to be the dead horse or anything on, on that end of things because I know that that's like something that I like. Like I said, I want to be able to be inclusive of everyone uh, when it comes to anything that makes sense, just straight up logically, not with anybody's emotion, just logically makes sense for everyone and it's fair to everyone. Like you, like Mike said, not life. If 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 you have a parent, guardian, or anybody, somebody in your life has told you life ain't fair, and that's just unfor an unfortunate reality that we have to live in and. We're going to continue to go to uh, go through for the rest of our lives. But um, wanted to hit on the point here as well. Like I wanted to give my condolences, um, you know, personally uh, to the families and you know the people. And I know Mike does as well uh, on on behalf of the After Dark podcast. Uh, want to give our condolences to those um, families that lost loved ones in the um, attack on the Covenant School out there in Nashville on Monday. Um, this, the only reason I would bring this up, we understand that this woman was a transgender, uh, this was a transgender man 
I believe, because she identified as a man, being that she was biologically a woman, but not the only reason to bring it up. We definitely have our feelings about this. But and we're not once they get super political out here, but um, it's once again it's the same ideology. Like you lost three young kids and then three three adults. Six people's lives were lost on that day. And it's not fair. And when you bring kids into it, not to say these these adults deserve to die any more than the kids did, because they, none of them did. Um, I think that one, I wanted to um, give props to the police department for reacting so quickly. I think it was literally a 14 minute, like between the call and the actual um, neutral, neutralizing of the target being um, Miss or Miss Audrey. I can't remember her full name, but um, it just goes to the point here that you know um there are some there's some people out there that aren't expressing themselves sometimes and i'm not saying that she like that i'm not giving this person any excuse for what they did um at all um but there's also we have to speak to the fact here it's not always guns it can be mental but I just want to make it a point like we bring kids, we bring kids into it, eight, nine years old, like losing their lives just because somebody didn't like Christianity or whatever their reasoning was. Like, I just, I feel for them. Uh, sucks. It really does. And I would hate for it to be me or any of my loved ones. But like I said, uh, all of my condolences, everything in the world, all the best of wishes for everyone that's having to go through that now. And it's just a shitty situation. Yeah, um, very upsetting. Uh, I do want to second that. I want to give my condolences. You know, I'm just truly disappointed uh, where the world is going. And, you know, like we said here on After Dark, we're not trying to get into politics. That's not what we do here. We're all about inclusivity. Uh, we want to give everybody a space. Uh, and I'm definitely not someone who wants to take guns away from people I think that it is important to have your guns and it's something that makes our country beautiful. But at the same time, I think it is also important for us to realize that there's a problem and there's a problem that needs to be fixed. And it's kind of like addiction. You know, you can't, the first step to addiction is realizing that there is a problem. Um, I don't have the answers or the solutions to how to fix that problem. Like I said, I don't want to take guns away from people, but I do think that we need to take a look in the mirror and realize that, you know, we do have a problem with these guns and this is happening too frequently. And if our kids can't feel safe in the school. If you can't feel safe dropping your kid off at the school and it's a thought that, you know, at any point it could get shot up and you can lose your little one. Uh, that's not a good place to be. That's not a strong place for our society. And it's becoming more frequent. It's becoming more normal, I feel like. And <clears throat> it's just a really bad situation to be in. So I really want everyone to just really think about, you know, what it, what kind of world they want to live in, what kind of country they want to live in, uh, what kind of place they want their kids to grow up in, and kind of figure out how can we come together and think of a way to stop this from happening because, you know, we can no longer say that we don't have a problem here. We do have a gun problem. Uh, how to go about it, like I said, I don't know, but there is absolutely a problem that needs to be fixed and needs to be fixed soon uh, because it's getting really bad out here. But, you know, <clears throat> like I said, uh, condolences up to there. We don't want to make a <clears throat> 
big segment of this situation is very saddening is very upsetting but it is important that we shed light on it and we spread awareness yeah i don't know about you sterling but the biggest takeaway for me is just how good she i mean she looked um she looked fine as hell like she when she took everything out and it was just like whoa and uh like i was telling you pre-recording i've never been the one to find black china attractive until she took everything off and i was just like what in the heck this is a completely different woman and uh the like you know what really stood out to me is the fact that so many females feel like they have to do these things to their bodies when the natural version of them is just so beautiful in the beginning that i'm just like why did you ever feel like you had to do all those things and um it could be a cultural thing in our country it could be a societal thing i blame a lot on the kardashians you know they really hold the female youth in their hand and they hold the perception of beauty in their hands so whatever they do whatever they uh show off other females are going to replicate because you know they think that that's what beauty is and <laughs> the crazy thing about beauty for females is that they don't actually take beauty what from the guy's perspective is is always like a more girl driven thing like they think that and you know a lot of girls say that they do this because that's what guys want but guys don't really want that i don't know where they're like getting that from like guys don't really want that it's kind of more of a female thing uh driven and you know they'll they'll do what they see other people do and yes those girls will get guys but it's not necessarily what we're looking for yeah i mean and i i want to say this same sentiment to you mike i mean like obviously like i think she looks phenomenally phenomenally better like immensely yeah it is it, it is the big one of the biggest differences in people you could see in that quickly just by getting rid of things that maybe she didn't feel like were, you know, healthy or weren't the best for her. Cause she, she said that she lost like a, a crazy amount of weight just after getting the implants and stuff out, which obviously makes logical sense. But like she said, she also felt better, which is a good thing as well. I want everybody's health to be it, you know, first thought here. Like I'm, I'm not here to say, like I said, a girl can't do whatever she wants with her body. She can literally do anything she wants and I have no right to tell her otherwise. I don't. Absolutely. Just like, just like I could sit here and do whatever I want with my body, get tatted up, do whatever. And guess what? You ain't got no right to tell me otherwise. But what I think in she might, you know, and I haven't read into it so much where I'm getting every single statement she said post after, post uh, op and everything. But I'd imagine that her being someone that was really influential at one point, like really, she was like she still it has influence. She does, but like was at one point very influential to the young female population, uh, young women, just you know, young women of color too. Um, is understanding that like you don't have to like like look like me. You don't have to look like, you know, sometimes look like a Barbie doll as they describe them. I'm not saying that's bad or good or bad for anybody. You don't, you look, you should be proud of who you are and the skin you're in. Like your parents birthed you, no matter if good or bad relationship with them, no matter what, like this is the body that God gave you and you're blessed to have it and just make the most of what you got. But if you feel like enhancing some stuff, do what you want to do and you pay the consequences good or bad from it. I think another thing to... Uh, yeah, I think another thing to think about it, too, is, you know, uh, especially when you're making these changes to your body, 
a lot of this stuff is their fads, their phases. They come and go. I mean, I know um, when our dads were growing up and when we were kids, Sterling, the big thing was big old titties. That's <laughs> that's what everybody wanted was big old titties. Yep. Now it's slim waist, big ass, and we don't really care about your titties. So, you know, things come and go when they swing. And, you know, when you make changes like that, like like you said, do whatever you want with your body. We're not here to tell you what to do. That's not what we're like looking to get off in this conversation by any means. And if that's how it's coming off, we apologize for that. We're just having open, honest discussion and just giving our opinions from a guy's perspective is that, you know, uh, those things will change. Those things will come and go. And but the lasting effects on your body will always stay. So when you make those decisions, make them for 20 years down the line. Don't just make them for now. Um, think about 20 years down the line. Think about your health. It's coming out that is really unhealthy. It's cancer is very big when uh, females are doing these types of procedures. Now, I also want to give light because there's a lot of procedures that are very good and a lot of beneficial procedures out there that can really help and, you know, <clears throat> do make things better for a lot of females, a lot of males, you know. It's a, you know, it hasn't hit the average male yet, but the celebrities are definitely out here getting plastic surgery. I'm telling you for a fact, Drake got some lipo or something because, like, bro, like, just lost weight out of nowhere and trying to look jacked. I know that shit's not real. I, there's a lot of celebrities out here trying to, like, a lot of guys celebrities getting a plastic surgery, too. So I don't want to just make it a female thing, but, you know, everybody just, you know, Proceed with caution. There's not enough information out there. It's not, you know, been out there to be tested to really know the side effects yet. So, you know, just proceed with caution and really make sure you're doing your research before you jump into these kind of things. 100%. 100%. And you know my, you guys know my saying, and I'll say it over and over again. I don't like beating a dead horse. I do just want the ladies that are listening in and the guys too, because it does, it applies to both, both uh, genders. Um, but, um, you, you, you make the decisions you want to make, you live with the consequences. That's just, that's part of life period. Um, we're just saying, you know, you are beautiful in the body that you've get, that you were given and, you know, you should be blessed in that. But if, you know, you feel like you want to change this stuff, do your thing, you know, I ain't going to stop you. Um, <laughs> so I did want to hit on something that was um, a little weird and it's probably gonna be a pretty brief point here, but it's just something to think about. We're not in the college phase anymore. You know, we're not at that point where we're like, Oh, uh, we got to figure out what we're doing for spring break. But recently, the mayor of Miami called for a spring break ban due to a video of a man getting shot on the sidewalk. I mean, first off, I mean, let's let's think about like what are our thoughts on that? Just period, right? Just obviously somebody getting shot on the sidewalk. I mean, that's a little crazy, just out of nowhere. And then, like Michael, like what's what's a, the next spring break spot? Because we feel, I mean, Florida in and of itself is a spring, like for those that don't live already there in the area are treating it like that. So what are your thoughts? What's, what's the next best spring break spot for those uh, kids in the United States or even outside of the state for all I know um, to explore next and maybe be a bit safer? Well, for starters, <clears throat> good luck <laughs> trying to ban spring break in Miami. That's not going to work. I think they have like a curfew or something like that. I'm not not sure how that they're going to be able to implement that or even enforce it. Uh, but as far as like Miami and spring break, it is getting super congested. And, you know, it's just it's a hub of 
college kids intoxicated on drugs and alcohol and it's crazy you know um <clears throat> been there done that those times uh but you know <laughs> it's kind of crazy and it's getting a little wild a little congested so i want to make a recommendation i'm i'm excited to hear uh what place you think would be the next spring break <clears throat> but this is not necessarily what i think will be but just what i would recommend to people <clears throat> make dirty myrtle great again Myrtle Beach has the infrastructure, and I'm telling you, if they were to get live and have more like live entertainment going on, if they were to make Myrtle Beach the next spring break hub, I'm telling you, you'd be lit down there in Dirty Myrtle. I would love for that. I might even make it, my old ass might make an appearance to Dirty Myrtle spring break, son. I'm here for it. Give some love to North Carolina. We tired of going to Florida all the time. We got some shit be popping in the uh, South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? I still love the North Carolina, but that's because we just right there. I live in North Carolina and it's a three and a half hour drive from where I live to go over there. So it was the Myrtle Beach of choice for my family. It was the beach of choice. But I think that spring break and dirty Myrtle could be crazy. It's already dirty. So no one cares. You ain't got to be on the lavish stuff. You could be greasy. You could be raunchy. You can be ratchet. It would be lit. And I would be here for it. Make dirty Myrtle great again. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I did want to say the point here first in turn before I give my, you know, the place I think would be the next, not necessarily, I wouldn't even consider mine a hub. I'd just be like, this is a better place if you want a little, a little bit more safety. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting somebody getting shot on the sidewalk is crazy. Like if, if there's somebody just getting randomly shot on the sidewalk in the city that I lived in, just like, and this just happened, I'm like, okay, that's a little much just to be honest. Like that's a little scary. Like, I don't know, maybe that person that was involved with something that I didn't know. Either way, we know that there's drugs, all types of stuff moved through Miami because it is so close to the, to Latin America. And that's not, not to hate on Latin America at all. That's just what the reality of it is. There's a reason that the United States is the way they are about drugs. Remember the war on drugs? Watch Narcos, Mexico, and watch Narcos if you haven't. Um, but in terms of the place that I think is going to be the next best option, I actually had two places that I really thought about. Let me um, hear it. And one was, it's a little bit more like, I wouldn't even consider, that's why I said I wouldn't even consider like a hub because I don't think it'd be fair to call it a hub because it's not big enough, quite frankly. But it's a nice place from what I hear. I've never been there personally. Um, but Tulum, I've heard about Tulum for years, right? Adults go to Tulum, like people in their like, in careers go to Tulum, young kids that want to like in college go to Tulum, like they'll get, they'll scrape together some money, go to Tulum. And it's a relatively fair price where it's not super expensive. Whereas Miami is expensive. It's not a fair price for a hotel or Airbnb. You're getting scammed. And if you're in a college, if you're a college kid, you better have dad, mommy or daddy bankrolling for you because you're not going to be able to pay for shit. Um, <laughs> and, and you, and the thing is, if you're a guy, Sorry, bro. Like, you ain't going to better get what the clubs you want to get into because you're going to have to pay a fee of $30, $40, $50 to get in daggone club where there's obviously high-profile celebrities or high-profile people in. So that's from the guy and the female perspective. The girls you want to save money, go to Tulum. Guys you want to save money, go to Tulum. But I also said, just, just point blank period, going on cruises to wherever you want to feel like. I think a cruise is the safest and the most efficient to vacation because you're not only have you get depending on what type of uh plans you get you get free you get food drinks i mean like you get everything you want from spring break you pay up front and, and you don't have to worry about nothing else 
Exactly. And anything else you want, and you when you're, you're touring the little cities or countries that you guys go to, that's all on you. And granted, I'm guaranteed if you're going to Jamaica, the Bahamas, whatever, it's not going to be this crazy expensive stuff. It's going to be the close. It's going to be close to like the average American price for most things. It's not going to be like some New York price. It's not going to be like the Miami price. Yo, when are we going on a cruise? Say what? When are we going on a cruise? I don't know, bro. Like, I, <laughs> I, I got a lot. I got a lot of things I want to do. I, I want to. I want to figure something out. We're gonna have to figure something out, and we'll. I guess we're gonna talk off stream or off, off, off the call. But I mean, personally, for me, I'm not down whenever. But I want to go when it's warm, and I want to go to a place that I just none of the people I've been with have been there either. That's what I want because we get a fr- brand new experience, something new, and just have a good time. Uh, but honestly, but like, thought. I thought those were two good options. Uh, I really like the cruise one. I think that is the best place for, especially, we're talking about spring break, so this is college students. Your money would go the furthest on a cruise ship. You pay, like, you know, $1,200 up front. You don't have to pay anything else. And your whole trip is taken care of. You're getting drinks unlimited. If you're on Royal Caribbean, it's unlimited. If you're on Carnival Cruise, you get 15 drinks a day. If you're drinking more than, I mean, back in college, who knows, you know? <laughs> who knows? Right now, I definitely don't need more than 15 drinks in a day. But uh, back in might be blacked out, not wanting to see tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, you won't see me for the rest of the cruise nowadays. But you know, nigga, you are wilding with the Tulum shit, bro. You are wilding, son. Yes. Word. Dog, have you not seen what what's happening, niggas in Mexico? I mean, Mexico, Mexico. Look, look I all I'm saying ain't is, no bro, Mexico is Mexico, out. bro. Niggas are getting jugged for two hundred k, son. Like left and right, and it be niggas. <laughs> it really be niggas. Hey, I'm out just here. saying it's twenty two dollars, twenty two dollars a night over at Mimosa Tulum. That's all I'm saying. Just to stay in a hotel. I'm saying if you are a smart individual and you know what you're doing and you know how to mind your business and not be in, and not put yourself in a bad area, no matter if you're familiar with it or not, I'm just saying you can't be an idiot going to any foreign country. That's that's. I mean, I'm not saying these people are idiots. I'm not saying none of that because that's wrong and it's sad and it's messed up for all these folks that have been getting messed up down there in Mexico. But guess what? You go to a foreign country. Guess what? It's different. This is not the United States of America. If you are a pe- person of color, they might shoot you either way. They don't care. White, black, green, or yellow. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And it'd be the cops. They will take you. <laughs> it'd they be the cops. You for everything you- they will run you for everything you got. And I'm telling you, bring some, bring some cash money with you. One thing, one thing my parents or my dad had told me, you go to a foreign country, bring some American dollars. Bring something with some value to them because they don't even know that junk's trash right now. But bring something with some value, save your ass. Yeah, we're, in, in spring break, we were in Cancun, me and my buddies. We were in Cancun one time, and we were taking a taxi. And, you know, they were taking us back to the, sh- uh, to the port where the ship was docked, and we were going to go back on the ship. So we pay for the taxi, we get in. Obviously, uh, we all try to get out. But it locks all the doors. Like, everything. And I was like, oh, snap, because hell no, nah, bro, because, like, my life's not going to end this way. Shit, like, shit's about to get real, son. And then he was like, no tip. And I was like, yo, damn, dog. Like, they be they want that tip up front, so you better go ahead, hop in, have your money out, give them the tip before you even before he even pulls off on the ride. He was like, no tip. 
you don't get out with no tip. And I was like, oh shit, let's tip this guy. We got together probably like $50, $60. It <laughs> was like, hey, bro, have a good one. We don't want no smoke. I'm just trying to get back on that exactly. ship, son. So yeah, be careful when you're out there with Mexico. It could be wild over there. Yeah, For I real. think that like you gotta be a smart like I mean it's just like going to a different city in United States, bro. Like going to New York, going any other place, like prices are different, people are different, everything's different, bro. I got scammed in New York on some halal food. I spent a hundred dollars at a halal food cart, bro. <laughs> scammed. <laughs> scammed. And the thing is, look, I won't even go argue with him because I don't even try to play. He looked like he was cracked, addied out, like whatever i was like i ain't even trying to mess with them bro i ain't even trying to mess with my boy like that like take your money i ain't even trying to mess with you handle your business because you did your shit the food was good i finished the food before you even you even made everybody's food because it was that damn good go ahead take it so that's that's my thoughts on it i just think no matter where you guys do decide to go for spring break or any trips and just in general vacations at all if you are not familiar with the place even if you are don't be an idiot bro like, just don't be stupid. Don't act like this is the United States. Don't act like this is where you're from. Don't act like this is, like, for us, like, being originally from a really small town, like, a little suburban small town. Like, don't act like it's one of those. Like, act like it's the, like, act like anything can happen. That's what you got to act like. Because if you don't, people are going to take advantage of you. That's just what it is. Thanks. No matter where you are. Because I've been, like I said, I've made my mistakes. I'm sure you've had some situations where it's like, oh, shoot, like, I learned a lesson, like, Let's just be smart. But without bleeding it out and uh, taking taking the cow for everything it's got, the spleen, the leg, the thighs, and even the stomach, um, I know that one of the things for us is, like, we like, um, you know, we're, I think everybody that probably watches this watches TikTok, right? I mean, like, I'm, I know you guys can all agree, right? Like, everyone watches TikTok. Like, I'm guaranteeing my mom has probably been on TikTok once or twice at this point. Um, <laughs> And that's saying a lot because she's, you know, she's old school. But so, I mean, they're talking about, you know, a TikTok ban. If you guys hadn't heard about a few weeks ago, there was a conversation amongst the government where every federal employee had to get rid of TikTok on their devices. Point blank period. There was no 30, they had 30 days from the point, And I'm assuming to the point where they started talking to the TikTok CEO about, you know, what does TikTok do? First off, Let's talk about what this means, like, or what will happen if they do ban TikTok. And then secondly, do you guys want it to happen? And lastly, what changes if it actually was banned? What actually genuinely changes, like, the outlook of social media, period? Mike, I want to kick it over to you because I know that my thoughts are maybe a bit different for yours, or we might be on the exact same page. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, so um, to, for me, I think that, you know, all the social media hubs out there have already been developing the infrastructure to kind of get rid of TikTok, right? You see uh, YouTube with YouTube Shorts is their own form of TikToks. Um, Instagram with Reels is their own form of TikToks. So there is, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of infrastructure being built a lot of um, almost coding for individuals to get that same content, but on a different platform in a different way. Um, so in case TikTok comes, you know, obviously those companies can capitalize on that new gain traffic. Now I'm someone who 
I don't know if I like want them to be banned, but I, I wouldn't be mad at it. And I'm honestly just curious. I would like to see it happen just to see, you know, how everything would fluctuate and change. Cause that's never been a case before that a social media has just been disregarded and canceled out. Uh, just and in its prime and not, and not to mention the biggest one yet. I think it's safe to say that TikTok is probably the biggest social media out there. I think the only one that can kind of come close to TikTok is probably YouTube. YouTube uh, is right there with it, but they're also different things. I feel like TikTok's short form. YouTube has short form and long form, but um, it's not really consumed the same way. But I think if they were to get rid of TikTok, it would be interesting to see, do people go to reels? Do people go to shorts? The people that built businesses off of TikToks, you know, are they able to transition and capitalize in other scenarios or is it just a dead economy? Is it just like a portion of the economy in the United States just wiped and gone and individuals are just screwed and now have no income or no like source of engaging with their followers that they developed in these past couple of years? That's kind of my initial thoughts. But, um, you know, would you, Sterling, would you would you care if TikTok got away? How do you see it playing out? I'm like, a, I'm, I'm a bit indifferent about it. Like, I mean, I would care, but I wouldn't. Um, like, one, because, like, I send, like, I, I shoot over TikToks to, like, my friends and stuff, and it's funny. Like, I got some funny stuff that I see up there. But I also see some of the stuff on TikTok that I've already seen on a reel on Instagram or even on a short on YouTube before. And I think that when you spoke about the economy is the one thing that I thought about. Because think about all these self-made literal millionaires, millionaires off of TikTok. Like if you if you guys are familiar with I believe his name is Keith, uh, he does the food reviews. I, have you ever heard of him, Mike? Yes, I've I've seen him a few times. He does like the food reviews, and he really helps. He helps like smaller businesses, helps like people get exposure to their businesses. Like he actually does a good thing. Then there's the people like Addison Ray. No, no hate to Addison because she did her thing, um, and Charlie D'Amelio and that the, that whole clan. I call them hype house, all them swag house, you know, all them, all them folks. Um, where these people are literally self-made millionaires. They, be, they became at minimum B-list upwards of A-list celebrities because of TikTok. And the amount of money that the creator fund provides to these people is a whole different ass economy. It literally isn't a, it's part of the United States economy now. Imagine if every single for TikTok, right? Because they're going to still make money off of Instagram through sponsorships, etc. But TikTok is a massive, the creator fund is a massive piece of these people's income. So imagine if that stops, people stop, start spending less money. We're already in a recession to some degree. So like, what happens now? That's a part of the infrastructure of our economy. That's the thing that in my back of my head that I don't want it banned. I would like to see what happens though. What happens to people and how they start acting without TikTok? Like what? Like I was just talking. I was just talking to a friend this weekend, and she's like, "I'm on TikTok all the time, all the time, all the time." Like, how are you on TikTok? I'd rather watch TikTok more than I want to watch a, a show. And a show is a 30, 30, 40 minutes, and it's probably a little bit more intriguing. Granted, you can learn stuff from TikTok. I'm not mad at people for that. You can learn stuff on YouTube too. If you took the time to do it in less than three minutes. Yeah. If you, if you could sit through a 20 minute video instead of like a one minute video. Exactly. So I think that it's going to be an important piece to like what's going to happen. Also, I want to, I want to hit on the congressmen and women who are trying to question the, the, uh, the CEO of TikTok, like he's some idiot. 
and asking about Wi-Fi. What does you do on the Wi-Fi? I just, if y'all haven't seen that clip, go look it up. It is the dumbest question you could ask someone that has an internet app. He says, he says, he asks him, he says, what, what does TikTok connect to your Wi-Fi? He says, well, the users use Wi-Fi and that is how they're on TikTok. <laughs> and so this man feels like an idiot. I'm just saying like the type, the way they're trying to just, because if they do end up banning, banning it, with, they're going to have to ban it with basically zero to little to zero uh, justification for doing it. So, well, um, I think there's justifications though. I, but you know, the one that most people point to is the data they can gather and take all this data. And um, is there a back door that's feeding this data to the China, to China which I believe that there is a back door because when they asked him that question, he was like, I don't know. I have to go back and kind of like review that. Like, okay, well that basically means there's a back door. That's pretty simple. How don't you know there's a back door built into the app or not? But I think that it's actually deeper than that. It's not necessarily data because when we think about it, all these big companies have the data and they're using it and whether wrongfully or lawfully who knows but they're all using this data and they're all gathering it i don't think that's the issue i think the true issue is the influence that tiktok has over the youth and you know right now it's just silly little uh dances you know we could talk about you know how it's influencing well we have talked about how it's influencing you know younger girls and how that's a big phenomenon and moving in a negative direction but what what could really happen is let's say that you know this next presidential election there is a president uh that is more favorable to chinese to the china to the chinese and what they're trying to do as a um world order and trying to become the new world order how easy would it be for them to implement videos and uh, adjust the algorithm to influence the youth to move in that direction? I feel like it could just be, you know, very, uh, there's a lot that could go on there and it could get kind of messy. And the problem is, you know, I think the transition is either someone's going to have to, I think someone's either going to have to buy out TikTok, an American company, or it's going to get outright banned because I do think it could be, um, national security uh a subject of national security if you know they can have that influence and they utilize it yeah yeah i mean it i think about the security piece i mean granted like think about it if every single federal agent or a federal agent like jesus federal federal employee has to have it off their phone like yes you probably aren't going to get the trade secrets through all as easy as you would but you can still infiltrate stuff and like nobody wants china to be the next world order like they already basically we basically are china's little kid at this point everything they do we we have to like make sure we're matching them because unfortunately we are they bankroll us for everything we do um and that's just the reality for people that aren't like econ guys or don't pay attention to it a ton that's that's the reality i'm sorry if you're like if if you don't know this I'm sorry that I had to be the one to tell you. Um, secondly, like if you're coming to the thought that like you want to ban TikTok being the most influential app on the planet, not even just like just United States on the planet, the most influential app. Um, I, I don't know how you can make that go smoothly. I don't like you can like you can region lock it for the United States. Yeah, you can do all that, bro. There's gonna be some people 
finding their way and then you have to start doing arrest and trying to enforce it and do all this extra stuff it's not even worth the time what you need to realize is like y'all need to figure out how to protect your national secrets a little bit better because people will put all their information out there their social securities whatever that ain't your that ain't your problem to protect bro let them do that let them drop their let, let, yeah. let them put their whole lives out there that's not your fault but um the point i'm trying to make is that i think that tiktok is i mean very influential like you said but not only that it definitely can be a national security threat y'all need to watch your backs first being a federal government and what you're doing because apparently there's stuff leaking all over the place all the time because everybody knows something that somebody shouldn't know that, that you shouldn't know about something and doing something you shouldn't be doing that's just my thought on it i don't i'm not the biggest on tiktok but i ain't a hater either i'm just saying if you really want to see economy start crashing and people start acting crazy, go ahead and ban it because you will see the worst of you you've seen in a long time. Yeah, like, you're gonna oh, see them man. crack epidemic withdrawals. <laughs> yeah, them, that's gonna be a whole. I'm telling you, you think anybody's got a nicotine addiction, any type of addiction out there, point blank period, y'all they're gonna be withdrawing. You're gonna see young girls like ten year olds just cracking <laughs> like, ah, like I, mom, where's my TikTok at? Um, sorry, honey, can't get on it now. It's not gonna be up here. <laughs> And to start popping off, I'm telling you, they're going to lose their sanity. And I ain't trying to see that. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, Mike. Uh, but yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of the direction we're going. Um, but yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, and I, and I, I, I'll wrap it up for us tonight, ladies and gents um honestly uh we really enjoyed it once again uh condolences out to those families out there in um nashville um in the in the school in the school shooting over the past uh in the past couple of days here um and uh wishing them the absolute best of luck like mike said at the beginning of the pod um please uh we appreciate any support we appreciate all constructive criticism um and just like, subscribe is super easy and it's free. Like you said, really want to help this channel grow and build a community for you guys to be able to come to and feel safe. Feel like you could just talk about anything. And for those that aren't following the Instagram, it is at three brothers nine one nine. Take a look at, follow it, and I put a question up there. I'll, I'll be a little bit more active for you guys here over the next few weeks. Want to just hear some things that you guys want us to talk about so we can hit on a bit more and uh, keep you even more involved. But other than that, Mike, I'll let you I'll let you roll with it. Yes, sir. So for the fellas out there listening, listen, man, they only want a one percent man. So you just got to quit your bitching and get your bread up, fellas. Just get that check up, son. And for the ladies out there listening, move on. He does not want you, sweetie. But guess what? It's OK, because we'll always love you and you're beautiful still. And guess what? It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.